Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. For many of us, restaurant work is a temporary gig. We wait tables to make money in college or pick up shifts as a bartender between periods of more permanent employment. But to some restaurant veterans, service industry jobs like waiting tables or tending bar aren't just a way station. They're a profession, and they bring all the opportunities for accomplishment and financial benefits of jobs that we may think of as more prestigious. These jobs are the subject of a story published by our friends at Sauce Magazine earlier this month. It's called At Your Service. And joining me in studio to talk about it is Matt Sorrell, a staff writer at Sauce Magazine. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. We're also joined by Peggy Connolly a longtime bartender and server at Sydney Street Cafe. Peggy, welcome to the show. Thank you. And finally, we're joined by Lisa Haddon, a server at Trattoria Marcella. Lisa, welcome. Thank you. Have you been a restaurant server? What did you find most challenging? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. So Matt Sorrell, first up, what was the impetus for this feature story in this month's sauce? Well, we've been talking about doing this story for a, a long time and just trying to figure out really how to do it and, um, and what the angle is going to be because we do cover the restaurant industry, obviously, uh, but the people who get all the accolades are they're usually the cooks, the chefs, the mixologists, right? You know, um, but the folks who you know serve and bartend um, don't really get as much uh, attention. And there are many of them that, like you said, you know, there's an idea that somehow these aren't careers; they're, they're just like a way, you know, stepping stone to something else. And um, which is absolutely you know true for some people, but you know that you can make have a great career um, doing this, and uh, it's a really a, a, a great uh, a great path. And a true pro can make such a difference in terms of how much fun a night out is absolutely. or just how pleasant it is. I, I tell people all the time, it's like, it's very rare that I will like 10 years down the line say, oh, I remember exactly the dish I had or the drink I had. I can always tell you where I had a good time. Yeah. You're and right. that's all about the servers and bartenders. That's a good point. Your writer looked at four restaurant professionals. Mm -hmm. um, we've got two of them here. We'll talk about the other two in mm -hmm. a minute. But the common thread is that everyone is doing pretty well financially. I noticed that I think literally every person you talk to in the story, they own their own home. And, you know, some of them talked about being able to put their, their kids through college. Were you mm -hmm. surprised at the salary ranges that, that people were talking about? Um, not really, because I, I think that, uh, you know, the folks we talk to work at places that are very well respected, uh, they have a great clientele and who have a clientele who understand what they do and appreciate it uh, for the most part. Uh, so it's not like, you know, someone who's just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working a couple days a week and I'm, it's, a, you know, maybe a fast food place or, you know, like, like someplace like that. where These you are know, pros. Yeah. These are people who are actually do this for a living and know what they're doing. So speaking of people like that, Lisa Haddon, you're one of those. You're a server at Trattoria Marcella. How long have you been a restaurant server? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not a to start with time. a hardball question. Right. Uh, well over 30 years. Okay. So you've been uh, doing this a long time. Yes. I started as a hostess with the Pasta House Company when I was 15. Probably too young to be working, but I was working. And uh, I moved on from there. Um, I've always enjoyed the work. I love people. Um, and, you know, there's a certain population that isn't cut out for 9 to 5 work, mm -hmm. office work or otherwise. Right. Most of the people that I have met in my serving career are extremely creative. Readers, painters, they're very bright. And this provides great income for them while still allowing them to be themselves. 
I really enjoyed the profile of you in the sauce story because it detailed a nightmare that you had. And frankly, <laughs> it took me back to my days as a restaurant server. I think I was one of those people who wasn't cut out for it. And I would routinely have nightmares. Can you tell us about this, this dream that you had? Yes. Well, I have it a lot. Well, not a lot, but, you know, it's a recurring dream, and it's almost always the same. For some reason, my station's outside. I don't know why. Maybe that's why I don't like working the patio to this day. Yeah. But <laughs> Your subconscious is telling you. Yes, it's not for me. And my station is at least the size of um, Six Flags parking lot. That's a nightmare right Tables, there. as yeah. far as you can <laughs> see. I'm the only server there. And while I'm taking the order, I know in the back of my mind, I'm never getting back here. They're going to be gone yeah. when I get back here. And it never occurs to me in the dream, just leave. Just quit. Just get out of here. <laughs> you have to serve them. I have tables. to serve them. I have to stick it out. And then I'll wake up and my heart is pounding. Um, oh, we're going to have a, a phone we're going to have to turn off here. For those of you listening at home, that is not your phone. Um, I think one of our experienced restaurant professionals may not be such a professional of radio and didn't realize that we have to have those turned off. So we'll deal with that here. Um, but, uh, Peggy Conley, hey, no problem at all. Um, it happens to all of us. But, but Peggy Conley, so you started serving in 1979. Do you ever find yourself having that dream that Lisa Haddon has? Yes, I used to be on the Robert E. Lee, and someone had pulled the plug on the Mississippi River, and the boat was swirling around, and we were trying to get to our tables and hold on, and it always happened. Same dream. That's interesting that this is this ongoing sort of terror. Yeah. Um, Peggy, when did you start at Sydney Street? I started Sydney Street in 1991, so 28 years ago. And what do you like about working there? I mean, you have to like working yeah, there to I be like there. I like the people, the experience. You know, of course, I go from 3 to 11, so I get the daytime to myself to do my things. But um, basically the people, you know, I, everybody will walk in, like 75% of my clientele is customers. They're repeat customers. So just to find out what's going on, you know, and all their experiences, pretty cool. Um, do you also have regulars, Lisa? Sure, I have a few. Um now, I work with some people who have been there at Trattoria 20 years, 15 years, and more. Wow. So we have a, a good amount of regulars, for sure. Yeah. Now, Peggy, one of the things I thought was, was particularly interesting in the profile of you is you talked a bit about the impact that this job has had on your body. Obviously, Correct. you like this job. There's a lot of good points. But, right. But what's the downside here in terms of what you know, this is? You know, it's physically done? hard. I used to, you know, for the last... 10 years I've had an assistant Spencer, but before then I did it by myself. So you were and serving all those tables in the bar area. Yeah, you have 150 people in the dining room you're still serving, plus you have, you know, 13 tables and whatever going on, and shaking martinis over your head is really a no. <laughs> it blows your rotator cuffs, you know. I mean, it's just certain experiences. Yeah, and what's how's it on your feet. I feel like that was what used to ache for me when I was serving. I, I see you, Lisa. Shoes are key. Yep. The yeah. right shoes are key because I, I've had many a nights where I just limp from my car to my front door. Yeah, it's very painful sometimes. I've had some knee problems. So really, the, your best friend is a good pair of shoes. Do you wear high heels? No. Okay. Yeah, that is. A I have heels on today, but it's rare because I don't yeah. wear them anymore. Those that, days are that's over. That's one of my things. If I'm in a restaurant and I, um, you know, as someone who works in a restaurant, I, I totally agree that shoes are, are key. Whenever I see somebody wearing heels or wearing, you know, something fashionable, 
I just shake my head. You know, that you're just you're, you're obviously not doing this for a long time. Peggy Conley, do you wear heels on the job? I don't, but on the Robert E. Lee, we were required to wear one and a half inch heels. This so, was one of your first restaurant jobs, right? So for 14 years, I uh, wore one and a half inch heels waiting on tables. And what does that do to your feet to do that for 14 years? They kill you from then on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's hard. You know, the, I think the stereotype is that um, women in the restaurant industry have to wear the higher heels or have to wear the sexy outfits to get tips. Have either of you experienced that, Peggy? Well, I'm in a bow tie and a collar buttoned up, so that's not always the case. Yeah. <laughs> and that's great that you can be there as a professional and be respected with that bow tie. I, I think there are venues that that's popular, but I think uh, where we work, you know, is much more professional yeah. than that. And really your service and your professionalism is what's at stake here. What, or not at stake, but what's what your... That's what wins out. Right. Uh, Matt Sorrell, your writer talked to two professionals at mm-hmm. Tony's in addition to Lisa and Peggy. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about their stories? Yeah, um, Ken and Donnie uh, are the two folks that are over there. And they've done, between the two of them, oh, like 60-something years, I think, at Tony's. Wow. Uh, yeah, um, they uh, uh, both worked there under uh, Mr. Bomarito, uh, who, who recently, recently passed, passed away. Yeah, uh, And, um, again, they had a really similar experiences to, uh, to Lisa and Peggy in that, you know, they— were able to work at a place that is, um, you know, very well regarded, and they and I don't I don't know about you you guys, but I know that that Ken and Donnie had mentioned that you know Mr. Bomarino and other people in the organization were really great mentors to them too, and actually you know gave them a lot of great life lessons um, uh, while they're while they were working there. So, but they uh, yeah between those two guys, they actually I mean everything from like uh, I think <laughs> host to bartender to you know to floor captain. Everything and that's one of the very nicest restaurants in town. Do you think Absolutely. there's something about these places like Sydney Street, like Tony's, where they're able to retain their serve staff longer because these are such well-run places? I think so. I mean, I I would assume, like, I, I've i always not worked quite as high level as, as those places. but um, In addition know, to being at Sauce Magazine, you yourself have been a bartender. Right, exactly. Um, and f- fantastic places, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think so. I think people take it seriously when they go to a Tony's or a Trattoria Tr- Marsala or or a Sydney Street. You know, that's a, it's a serious experience, and they know what it's worth. Peggy Conley, for you at Sydney Street, which is now a James Beard Award-winning restaurant, um, is it hard for people to get in there? They have to have experience at other restaurants first, or do people still yeah, are able to, to come have in? Yeah, you have pretty much experience to come through the door. They're not hiring a waiter no. right off the street. No. Okay, so that probably makes a difference. What about at a place like Trattoria Marsala, a respected restaurant, but also a family place. And same, same. I, I will say I, I wanted to work at Trattoria Marcella for a very long time and there was no turnover. There were no mm. slots. There was mm. nothing available. So when a space became available, I jumped at it. And what about that particular workplace was appealing to you? Well, having such a great reputation for 24 years, first of all, that's an accomplishment in itself. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. I had been a diner there several times so that was number two. I could see what was going on, not only on my plate, but, you know, just around me and the people that were serving me. So, you know, those two things were just kind of um, perfect 
perfect setup for me. And Lisa, you had previously did a stint as a co-manager at Stellina Pasta Cafe, which is another really well-loved um, Italian restaurant in, until it closed. Um, but after it closed, were you tempted to, to try to stay on the management side and apply for management jobs as opposed to going back to being um, a server? No. Why not? Because I needed more money than that. <laughs> <laughs> so the servers make more money than Most managers. Definitely. Yes. That's an interesting little Generally speaking, there. that's what, you know, a lot of times, you know, people make the mistake of they have a great server, a great bartender, and they're like, oh, well, we're going to pluck you for a management position. Well, what makes them great as a server or a bartender doesn't necessarily translate to being a great manager. I mean, and also there is the money issue, too, because management is usually salaried, which means your hours are not always your own, um, and you have a little bit more flexibility for, for sure on the floor. And that was it for me, too, because I have a son, mm -hmm. and my schedule works out perfectly. You know, uh, when I don't have my son, those are the nights I work. And to be a manager, you're there so many more hours than you are as a server. So not just the money, but the time didn't work out. Peggy, have you ever been tempted to go to the management side? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. Never even crossed your mind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's funny. Now, for the two women here, uh, Lisa Haddon and Peggy Connolly, you guys, I'm sure, have worked with many other servers over the years, both good and bad. What do you think the secret is to being a good server? Well, I think that you have to um, know your know what you're serving you know your food is important you have to be able to bring it across like something they want to oh I want to try that one or, you know they'll say well will you just pick what we're going to have you know so I think knowing your food, knowing the experience. Knowing the food, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't have expected that. Matt, are you surprised that that's her answer? No, I mean, honestly, I think that's the key is you had to be able to go to your table or your, your seat, wherever, whoever you're serving, and say, here's what we've got here, and kind of get an idea of what they want, and then go from there. I mean, it's because you only have a limited amount of time. You don't really you know, have time to camp out there. So mm -hmm. you had to get your point across. Mm -hmm. Lisa, what do you think? You know, not to make it too, sound too simple, but I think you have to care. I think you really have to care about the person that you're serving. Mm -hmm. You know, you really have to be concerned about their experience. Mm -hmm. this, is your, this is your life. This is your job. This is your salary, basically. So for you to just take it casually and not care again and again and again, you're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. Yet at the same time, I know the adage is that the customer is always right, but... I feel like increasingly in our world, we hear about stories about these, not to put too fine a point on it, customers from hell. Have either of you experienced somebody who just couldn't be dealt with no matter what? No, I usually don't have that with our clientele, but... People at Sydney I've Street are a them. higher class <laughs> yeah. of person, yeah. <laughs> Lisa, in, in all your many restaurant jobs, have you ever had somebody where you felt like they just couldn't be satisfied? No. Wow. No. There's maybe always is, a way. Maybe the secret is that you guys are really, really good at your jobs. You know how to break through. It's a challenge. You know, you have people come in. They might be soaked with rain. They're starving. They had a terrible day. They had to wait for their table, let's say. And, the, you know, they're prickly. They're mm -hmm. not happy. It's a challenge to me to get them settled down and happy by the time they leave. And do you sort of enjoy having that challenge? Or? Sometimes. That's yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. um, Matt, mm -hmm. in your time as being a bartender, have mm -hmm. you sort of taken the same accomplishment from being able to turn around somebody's bad mood? I, well, I like to think so. We've, I've had a, a couple that, you know, there was just, there was no satisfying them. So I just bought them their drink and said, thank you very much. I mean, you that know, could go you, a long way. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of it is just the attitude. And it, it is hard sometimes when you're being confronted with someone who is obviously not happy. You know, your first reaction is to get defensive. My first reaction is to get defensive and be like, well, just, you know. And you just have to put that ego aside and just say, you know, I, maybe I just can't accommodate you today. and I'm really sorry. Um, 
please come back. We'll try again sometime. Yeah. Matt Sorrell of Sauce Magazine, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Uh, Sauce Magazine's story is in its September issue, for those of you who are interested in reading it. Um, and I also want to say Peggy Conley of Sydney Street Cafe, thank you so much for being You're here. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And Lisa Haddon of Trattoria Marcella, thank you for joining us today. Of course. Thank you. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske. Thank you.